Welcome to the Radon Connection, brought to you by the American Association of Radon Scientists and Technologists, with the goal to keep you connected to the largest community of leaders, professionals, and advocates in the radon industry. We want to thank you for listening to this series today in celebration of ARST Member Appreciation Month. I'm excited to introduce our guest today. She's a very um, active advocate and has a lot of information to share with us. Um, her name is Kimberly Buckmeyer. Eight years ago, Kimberly was diagnosed with radon-induced lung cancer. She is now a survivor that works tirelessly advocating for patients and changes in the radon policy. Um, she wants to tell us a bit about her story and shed some light on what being an advocate means to her, how professionals in the industry can work with her to make positive progress. So welcome, Kimberly. I'm so glad you're on today. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Amy. I am excited to be here and share my story and give a little insight about advocacy. Um, I'll just start with just giving a background on my story. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to say that when you and I talked uh, a little bit ago, I was at seven years survivorship. And now in March, I celebrated my eight year anniversary of survivorship. That's great. Congratulations. So that's, that's so good. You know, eight years ago in 2011, <clears throat> when I was diagnosed with lung cancer, it was a very shocking diagnosis. I did not um, have any warning that that was going to happen to me and, and no explanation, honestly, that at 37 years old, healthy, active um, human being, you know, mother mm-hmm. of children, a wife, everything. I just did not know how in the heck I could have got lung cancer. And so I spent, you know, 2011 in having surgery and having uh, chemotherapy treatments. And then in 2012, I really spent most of 2012, just what I call sick. I hate to use that word, but I put it in quotes, just Mm -hmm. sick, just trying to get better. I just had so many side effects from treatment and surgery. And I was just in a fog for 2012, 2013 hit and things started to get back to somewhat my normal, I guess my new normal in life. Mm -hmm. And, And I decided that I was pretty angry about having lung cancer and just so much that went with it, the stigma of lung cancer, which we all know is smoking and that question of, oh my gosh, did you smoke? And, and Mm -hmm. I didn't. And so I was looking for answers and I, I talked with my oncologist and I talked with other people and I got online and I tried to figure out why this happened to me. And so every time I did, I radon just kept coming up in the conversation and on the internet. And I just thought, I got to look into what this radon means. Why is this blaring at me every time I look up lung cancer in non-smokers? And I found out that radon's a really big deal. It's real. It's here. It's in the United States. And in my state alone, in Nebraska, we're the third largest state with radon. That was shocking to me. I couldn't believe it. And I thought, I got to do something about it. What, what do I do? We tested our home and our home tested so high. And in the radon world, those of you listening probably um, are all on board with, the, with what EPA and World Health Organization says is um, a level we have to mitigate at. But my house tested at 29.9. Wow. Oh, my gosh. It was off the charts. And How was- long had you lived there? So we built our house in 2003 and Mm -hmm. then I was diagnosed in 2011. So we had lived here for eight years and we lived in our basement. And when I say that, I mean, we slept there because our 
our bedroom was there. We had a living room down there with a big screen TV where we watched TV most of the time. Our laundry room was down there, so I was down there doing laundry. I spent a lot of time in our basement. And so that just scares me, and it scared me when I started reading all about radon. And so that pushed me to do something about it. I was mad. I wanted to know why no one told me. I wanted to know why... I went when I met with our builders and our basement guy to put in our basement, whoever, and the guys that dug our basement. Why didn't anyone say, hey, by the way, you probably should put in a mitigation system or, you know, test or whatever. Nobody had a conversation with us. We signed papers. We had a loan on our house. Nobody said anything. And so that really ticked me off. And doctors didn't say anything to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I go into doctor's offices all the time. We all do. I never read anything about it in the doctor's office. I read all kinds of things when I'm sitting there waiting and nobody had any pamphlets about radon. It wasn't anywhere. And so I got pretty angry about that. And I thought, how can I get involved with this? How can I tell my story and get people to wake up and know that radon is real? And that's when I found Gloria Lennertz, who is the founder of Citizens for radioactive radon reduction. And I, I got a hold of her and I said, Gloria, I want to do something. I need to do something. I want to join your crusade, so mm-hmm. to speak. And she said, Kimberly, come on board. I want you. And that was in about 2015. And I've mm-hmm. been working with her group and out advocating and working with ARST and other groups and other radon professionals telling my story and helping advocate. Well, and if I remember correctly, you had, um, your dog got sick first. Yes. So actually I did, I got diagnosed in March and then Mm -hmm. in May, just two months later, he developed a tumor. Well, we thought it was just a lump on him and it was protruding out of his skin and by his chest. And it it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we, we kind of um, joked a little bit, which I shouldn't, you know, use that word, but Mm -hmm. they, my family said, Oh, look, you're, you know, he has a sympathy tumor. And I kind of went, with that little diagnosis. And then in July, it was just as big as a softball in July. So quickly Mm -hmm. it was huge. We went to the vet, the vet said, "Eh, let me go in. I think I can just, you know, remove this. He didn't really know what it was. And he opened him up and closed him up and said, no, he has cancer. This is cancer. I believe Mm -hmm. it's probably spread through his body, but we cannot do anything for him. And he said, you can, put him down now or you can take him home and he'll, he'll have, he has about six months. Well, we took him home and he was doing okay. That, that tumor got to be about the size of a football. I'm not kidding. It was huge. He, yeah, we put him down in November. We just, he wasn't like in pain. He was just, you could tell it was affecting his breathing. He was just, it was time. And so we believe, and I've talked with other veterinary oncologists that they also believe because he spent almost all of his time in our basement. He slept in our bed, okay? So there's mm-hmm. eight, eight hours of sleeping, most likely. During the day, we had a room especially made for him that he stayed in in our basement. So he was in our downstairs for another 10 or 12 hours till we got home at night. Then he watched TV with us when we were in that room for another couple hours. He went outside a couple hours a day, but out of 24 hours, he was probably in that basement 20 hours a day. Well, I think that's something that's often overlooked. Um, 
is that our pets can get sick too. And, you know, not only get sick, but, uh, you know, it can be an indicator that something's off in your environment, depending on if they get something that could be a red flag for the rest of the family. Yep. I believe it. Yes. Yeah. Well, so tell me about the type of advocacy you do. Um, yeah, I know you travel all the time, um, work with different groups. Um, just tell me a bit about that and what may what you may see as the most effective form of advocacy. Sure. So I do travel all the time. I love to travel. I love to go out and tell my story. And that's really the advocacy I do. I do it really on two levels. One, the political level, trying to get you know, legislation change, push for more regulations with testing for radon, those kinds of things. And then I do it on a radon awareness and education level. What, what I really enjoy doing is just telling my story, going out with, I've gone to, you know, National Radon Defense has brought me in and they train uh, mitigators. And so, and, and they, they have me come in and tell my story to them. So they mm-hmm. know it's real. Not that, not that they don't know, but it just really adds to it that, hey, they can go back into their profession and say, look, I do know somebody. I know this gal. She, this happened to her. I've got a story to tell. And they, they have that connection. And I think that's very important. So there's a little, that, that's a key to my advocacy there is just working with radon professionals. Mm-hmm. The second one is getting out in front of the public to tell them how, how this happened and that radon is real. And we need more education. We need people to be aware that this is a problem, you know, and, and I believe it's not just a lung cancer problem. You know, it's a, an environmental problem with other things, breathing problems in your home, children with asthma, other, who knows, this could lead well, yeah, to it so could be many a, other you know, In your drinking problems. water, your well water. Absolutely. You know, people don't think about that either. And I, I just want people to think about it. I, I really want them to just go, oh, geez, I need to test my home. And if I can just reach that, just get that instilled into their mind, like I need to go home and test my home, the rest will work itself out. So I love that type of advocacy, just raising awareness and education to the people around me, no matter what state I'm in, um, you know, telling my story. And I, you got to have something that people can relate to because, you know, until it happens to you, we don't care. Right. I can right. tell you that I would give, a hoot about radon if I hadn't had it happen to me or someone I love. And so it's hard. It's hard to reach people. It's hard to convince them, test your home. You've got to do this. You know, they, they go, Oh yeah, yeah, I do. And then they leave and they don't. And so I just want to do the best I can to advocate that radon is real. It does cause lung cancer. It is a second leading cause of lung cancer and we all need to test our homes and we need to mitigate our homes. If we find out uh, our levels are too high. So on the political side of it, I dabbled in it. I can't say I'm a professional on the political advocacy, but I love it. I love going and talking to our senators and our congressmen to tell them what they need to do. I know they love that, but I do love to reach out to them and talk to them and get in front of them and just tell my story. So they have something to relate to also when they're making decisions when it comes to our, our legislation. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. You're very busy. <laughs> I am busy. I just looked at my schedule um, for the rest of the year and my, my, we go on vacation and we try to go out and see a friend in North Carolina and we're trying to plan and I've got starting in July, just boom, 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 going uh-huh. out to DC in July with 
uh, it's called the GoTo Foundation now, but it was the Bonnie J. Adario Foundation and Lung Cancer Alliance merged to make GoTo Foundation. So I'm going out there in July. Then I'm going with Gloria with Citizens for Radioactive Radon Reduction in August to Nashville, going out to Arston, Denver in September, going with National Radon Defense a week later out to Connecticut to one of their uh, seminar or conferences. And so your whole year is booked and you manage a small business. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I run a business and I, I do other things. And then I got Lung Force Expo. I think I wrapped that up November 6th. So, and I'm on the planning committee for that. And I'm super excited to share that for the last two years, the Lung Force Expo in Omaha, Nebraska has put radon as one of their main headlines for the attendees to, to listen to. So that's a huge deal. They've never had that at Lung Force Expo. That's fantastic. That's great. Well, so you're getting your message out and hopefully inspiring other people to take action. Where do they go from there? They hear your story. How can they become advocates? Like how do they get involved? Let's start with radon professionals. I really preach a lot to them when I'm talking um, to get involved and, and really, I know, I, I know how they feel. They probably feel like, yeah, yeah, no one's going to listen to me. I'm in the business. I'm making money. But they are listening to, to you, the radon professionals. They trust mm-hmm. you. You're a professional. You have a license. They trust you. And they'll listen. And I just recommend, you know, find somebody like me. Go to your, your local American Lung Association, Lung Force, any, any type of cancer group, really, your cancer coalitions in your states, and, and attach yourself to them. Go to their stuff. Tell them, hey, look, I'll do a program for you if you want to do a program on radon and lung cancer. Because they'll listen. They'll, they'll get you in front of their audience. They're always looking for, for help with sending messages about any type of cancer. So I recommend getting involved in those groups. Finding, you know, get a hold of us at Citizens uh, for Radon because we, we will find somebody in your area that you can connect with that will come along and help share your story. Get involved in walks, any type of lung cancer walk. Get involved in it. Not just walking, but have a booth there. You know, sell your, sell your stuff, sell yourself, sell your story. Why are you in this? Why are you in the radon profession? It isn't just to make money. I hope it's because you want to help people and you want to get the message out that radon is real and we need to do something about it. So those are my recommendations on, you know, how to get involved in advocacy, you know, where to find it. It, it really is there. And if you're not sure, like I said, get a hold of us at Citizens for Radioactive Radon Reduction and we'll help you find somebody. And what about, you know, lung cancer survivors? If they suspect they had radon-induced lung cancer, what should they look for if they want to be advocates? Sure. You know what? They can pretty much the same thing. It's online. If you really just type in uh, radon-induced lung cancer, you're going to get all kinds of information come up. Mm -hmm. And all the organizations, you know, we've got CANSAR, we've got Citizens for Radioactive Radon Reduction, Lung Cancer Alliance, which is now the go-to foundation. American Cancer Society has stuff on radon. All those organizations will help you as a lung cancer survivor get to where you want to go and help you advocate and, and really talk to your oncologist. If you're not sure, I think most lung cancer survivors know by now, you know, what their story is and why it happened to them. But oncologist cancer centers, you know, get involved with them too. They have uh, programs all the time. I know there's a cancer center here locally that once a year 
we'll try to do a radon seminar and, you know, get the health department to come in and, and do some uh, radon talks. So just things like that there it's out there. And if you're not sure, you know, just look it up, look it up on the internet. And I think it's important too, for people to know the laws in their state or region. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And they're difficult. Laws are difficult, right? Right. (laughs) And then what are the requirements for professionals in their area? You know, you want to make sure that your mitigation system's installed correctly. Exactly. And it's fuzzy because you don't know, you don't know what it pertains to. And every state is different. You know, what happens in Nebraska isn't the same that happens in Georgia or Alabama or Washington or wherever you're at. And and I find that so interesting. I wish it was just straight across the board. Like, this is the law. Everybody follows this law. But we know that's not true. So we're always working to get more. You know, Nebraska just uh, introduced an uh, LB-130. And I don't know all the details because, honestly, it's very hard to understand. But really, they're just what we're working on is trying to get the um, radon requirements, radon testing requirements and mitigation requirements for new construction. And and I wrote to the senators that have uh, supported it, and I wrote mm-hmm. to the ones that didn't support it to tell my story and, and thank the ones who supported it and then just tell the ones who didn't that, yeah, radon is real. One of the senators, I had to laugh. I got to share this. He said his he was quoted as saying that it's just like global warming and it's just not real. The jury's still The jury's still out on that, and I just – had to laugh and so I I kindly emailed him and shared my story and told him yeah radon is real and you need Mm -hmm. to get on board and if you're not sure let's talk and gave him my number haven't heard from him but (laughs) right (laughs) maybe maybe it helped I don't know maybe you never know yeah I hope so but yeah the laws they're hard they're really difficult and I work a lot with Jane Malone uh I wouldn't say a lot, a little bit. Jane and I talk a little bit. She helps educate me on what's going on, especially in my state, because uh, it's hard to find, you know, what's going on in your state. You can get on your state Department of Health, find out your your laws when it comes to licensing uh, for, for radon professionals that you can do. Hey, Kimberly, let me explain that Jane Malone is the ARS National Policy Director. Very educated and um, knows what's going on everywhere. She does. And if if you're listening and you're a radon professional and you want to know more, get a hold of her. I'm sure she would gladly tell you what's going on in your state because I bet she knows what's going on in every state. Okay. And then you mentioned uh, earlier when we were talking about radon professionals, uh, how they can be advocates. How do you think that that would be advantageous to their business growth? You know, because here's how I do business. I look for people I can relate to. And even if I had no idea that radon caused lung cancer, but I wanted to uh, test my home, mitigate my home, and I was looking up who the licensed radon professionals are in my area, I would do research on them. And then I would see that, hey, this one's involved in the, the local cancer society or, you know, American Lung or Lung Force, or this one sponsored this lung cancer walk. To me, that means a lot. It's like, hey, they they must be pretty into this. They know what's going on. And I think that would help when people, uh, consumers have to choose. Because consumers do research. They look to see how they can relate to the people um, that are doing business. So I think that would be advantageous if, if radon professionals were involved in those things. Also, it gives radon professionals a story. Because you're going 
they're going to homes and they're having conversations and they can share the stories. Hey, I know, I know Kimberly Buckmeyer from Nebraska and this happened to her. You know, she lived in her home this many years and blah, blah, blah. And, and to have that story, that extra touch, because everybody likes that story. They want something they can relate to and they're and want to know, Hey, this, this happens to people. Well, it brings it away from being just a set of numbers. Absolutely. It's not just a business then, you know? Yeah. It's putting a face on it. It does put a face on it. And I think that would really help And and really as a radon professional, it would help you get educated too, to, to know. So when people ask questions, well, would this really cause lung cancer? They can say, yeah, it really does. And they could be certain and they could be sure and have the statistics that come along with radon-induced lung cancer. So I don't know. I think I just really think it would be advantageous. It would help their business grow. I really, Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah. And protect your family too. Um, You know, it it affects everybody. I think it's radons everywhere in every state. It is. So it's very important to connect with a professional that is involved in and, you know, advocacy. Um, exactly. For instance, it probably still affects your family today. I know you're, you're, you know, you're lung cancer free, but you probably still have to go get checkups and um, stay on top of it and watch I your sure other do. family members that grew up in that or lived in that house with you. I do. And I, May, May 16th, I go in for my annual um, CT scan and blood work and all that. And, and, and even have to get a mammogram. They make me do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that goes along with it. So I've been doing that just to be on the safe side. And, and it does, I worry about it all the time. I have a mitigation system. I have radon monitors in my home. Mm -hmm. I'm a freak about it. We test our home just like you're supposed to. We test it annually. You're, you know, they recommend, I think two years if you have a mitigation system just to check it, but we do it annually just because I'm worried about it. We had a scare. I I've shared this with you, Amy, um, and other people have heard my story at ours that, we had a scare with my husband. He thought right. he was having like a kidney stone pass and he went to the doctor, went up to the emergency room and they did a CT scan and came back and told him he had nodules on his lungs and they wanted to watch him. And so they waited six weeks and scanned him again and they felt comfortable at that point that he was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I just told him he needs to go back in and talk to the doctor and get that annual scan just to be on the safe side. And I worry about my children. My children were in this home and I can't just go to the doctor and say, Hey, I had lung cancer. We had radon in our home, scan my children. They won't do it. You know, they won't do that. But I worry about that. I worry about their, when they're adults, you know, uh, what will this happen to them? I do. And I worry about just my friends, you know, it's kind of funny. My friends are like, uh, we came to your house. Are we going to have lung cancer? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like, like that. Like coming over and, and just visiting me. So yeah, but it does have, fine. you know, broader effects um, yeah. in your life. Like, you know, you have high, say somebody finds out they have high levels, but they're healthy, but it's always a worry on the back of your head because it can come mm-hmm. on later. You know, oh, you don't yeah. know how much damage has been done. So you do have to look at it for the long-term effects. Yeah, you certainly do. And, you know, in my area, I advocate a lot in my area because of me doing that. I can tell you dozens of people in my county alone who have tested. And one of my friends found out their levels were in the fifties and and they have small, small children in their home. 
they mm-hmm. built their home and get this, they built their home just about three, maybe four years ago. Mm-hmm. And they tested because of me, because they said, Hey, we, we watched your story. Cause I was on the news last year during January right on awareness month. And they said, we wouldn't have done that because honestly, there's a lot of people in my community that do not even understand that I had lung cancer or why I had lung cancer. They, a lot of people thought I had like breast cancer or one for, you know, people said, mm-hmm. Oh, we thought you had like brain cancer. They didn't even know. And so my story has touched a lot of people and changed their lives. And they've come up to me and said, I'm so thankful our house tested so high. We would have never done that. Well, you bring up a good point though. Um, I hear often a lot of people are like, well, I have a new house. So people yeah. think that that excludes them from having radon. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, it, it's the true. area that your house is built on. So they probably, yeah. if they had not heard your story, wouldn't have tested because they could have thought, well, it's a new house. So it's right. automatically radon, you know, resistant or something, but it doesn't mm-hmm. work like that. No, it doesn't. And I've had friends, I have a friend, she came to me and she goes, well, I, I don't think I, what do you think? Do you think I should test? I just, I don't even have a basement. And I'm like, yeah, you should test, do it. They tested and on their main level, it was off the charts. It was in the thirties and she was like, oh my gosh. And they had a baby and she was Mm. freaking out. She said, I thought I had to have a basement. I'm so glad you convinced me to test. Right. She wouldn't have done it. Yeah. It can be anywhere, any style house, old, new, old, new, big, tall, doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter. And where you're at either, you know, if you're in town or if you're out in a rural area like I am, it doesn't matter. And the, you know, another point is why not test? It's inexpensive. Exactly. So why wouldn't you test? You're in a high risk area if, or even not, you know, like some of the states have lower um, numbers for radon, but it's still there. (laughs) Right. And most places, most health departments at some point do give out free test kits and -hmm. it's a good place to start. You know, I always recommend getting a professional test. Absolutely. But I, I tell radon professionals, Hey, at least they're starting. They got the, the home kit themselves. They got it free from the health department. They bought it from the hardware store for 20 bucks, whatever. At least they're starting somewhere. It'll mm-hmm. give them a starting point. And then after that, they can get a professional test, find out where that is, comes in, and then get their house mitigated. And it's so affordable. Mm-hmm. My friends here, too, the ones that I was talking about, couldn't believe how inexpensive it was when you look at the big picture, you know, and they were here where we're at. It's anywhere from 800 to like $1,500 to put in a mitigation system. And they just couldn't believe it. They thought they were, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. And so they were just so scared about that cost. And it wasn't, and they were so thankful. They said for the price of protecting our family, it's worth it. One, one platform that we've been talking about um, at CR3, the, as a board member of their group, we've been talking about, you know, how do you do that? How do you get people to realize that it doesn't matter, you know, what type of house they have, new construction, old construction? How do you get builders to have that conversation themselves? You know, how do you get your your basement guys, the guys that come in and put the basement in, you know, how do you get them to do that and have that conversation like, hey, we're going to go ahead and plan on this because in our area we have high levels of radon so let's just go ahead and plan on this let's just build this into the expenses of the cost of your home they're not doing that here where I live in my county and that's one thing I need to do is I need to get those guys on board so that those conversations happen with home builders um, you know just like it does mm-hmm. with realtors you know when realtors are changing hands 
So you say you need to get in touch, you know, with that. That really is your drive. What keeps you inspired and plugged in? You know, just the fact that people don't know. And so I want them to know. And I want them to get educated. You know, what we don't know can really hurt us. And so that just keeps me inspired. Meeting other people who are in my situation, hearing the stories that people tell me like, hey, because of you, I tested my home. It tested so high. So we mitigated the thanks that they'll send me. Um, You know, I have a family here, uh, a gal, she contacted me last year and she said, you know, I think I need to test my mom's house. She's elderly and she's Mm -hmm. just really not breathing well. Her breathing is bad, but we go to the doctor. They can't really place it. They just don't know what's going on. We're just frustrated. And I think we're going to test her house for radon. I said, yeah, absolutely. And her house came back and it, it was fairly low considering some of the houses we have here. They put in a mitigation system and she said within weeks she felt better. And so not just that, that there was probably radon that might, you know, might mm-hmm. be causing her problems, anything else that was in the air in her house, that mitigation system helped. And her mom felt a hundred percent better. Mm-hmm. And she contacted me and she said, thank you for that. If I hadn't heard your story, you know, if I hadn't known what happened to you, we wouldn't have done that for her. And that saved her a lot of doctoring mm-hmm. and frustration. In fact, they were going to move her in with them because they didn't know what to do. And now she's in her home, living in her home, and she feels so much better. You know, I'm, I am easy to get a hold of. I have, um, I'm on Facebook. We're all on social media. So I have a Facebook page. You can just search my name if you want to. I'm under Kimberly, and then it's Adams, my maiden name, and then Buckmeyer. I'll spell Buckmeyer. It's B-U-C-H-M-E-I-E-R. Right. And if you want to add me on Facebook, I'll then redirect you to my lung cancer Facebook page, which is White Ribbon Crusader. Mm-hmm. And you, that's a little harder to find, I think. But you can type in, you know, White Ribbon Crusader on Facebook search and find that. I do a lot of plugs for Radon there and just lung cancer in general. I share a lot of stories and a lot of um, events, things like that. Um, I'm with citizens for radioactive radon reduction. We've got a website. You can Google us and get on our website. You can email me at Kim Buckmeyer at gmail.com. It's just all lowercase Kim Buckmeyer at gmail.com and get in touch with me. If you just have questions, if you are interested in having me, uh, do any type of advocacy for you, you know, we can talk about that or I can find somebody in your area that can do some advocacy for you. You know, any types of questions about my story, advocacy, anything that you want, I'm open to it. Get, you know, get a hold of me uh, and I'll, I'll get you to the right place or get you some answers for sure. I love to, to do this, obviously, because, um, you know, I just at the beginning went over my travel schedule. So I love to do it. I love to get out there and share my story. And I want to change lives and I want to change the face of lung cancer. And I want people to know it can happen to them. All we need is lungs to get lung cancer. And that radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer. And that is my main, main mission. I just want to get that out there to people. I want them to not guess. I want them to test their homes. And if I can just change the lives of just a few people along the way, that's all I care about. And I want radon professionals to, to have that 
feeling too of, I just want to change some lives. I'm not just in the business. I want to change some lives too. And I want to help people protect their families. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, thank you for the work you do and um, for joining us today. And I want to thank our listeners for, um, you know, tuning in or uh, what do you call it for a podcast? <laughs> I don't know. It's not really. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Up, I, I don't appreciate know. it. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you to ours for, for doing this. I just think it's a great um, way to reach out to, to our, our radon community, radon professional communities, lung cancer survivors, whoever listens to it. Yeah. And I'm just excited for this opportunity and to work with ours. So I thank you very, very much. Well, thank you, Kimberly. The, the exposure and, and let me tag along with you guys. Okay. Well, we appreciate you and all the work you do. Um, hope everybody tunes into our other podcast series. We've got some really good ones. Um, look in your membership toolkit to find the links, and then they will go public after May. So um, appreciate everyone tuning in. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. This has been Amy Morris with ARST, and I'm your membership coordinator. If you need to reach me, send me an email at memberships at arst.org. And thanks for tuning in to the Radon Connection, making a difference in your life by helping you grow in knowledge, skill, business, and reputation.